Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the latest in the Aberdeen Closed End Fund podcast series, where we catch up with our portfolio managers from around the globe to gain some perspective on the state of the markets and the Aberdeen Closed End Funds. I'm your host, Paul Blaine, Senior Director with the National Accounts Team. And today we're focusing on the Aberdeen India Fund, ticker IFN. It's my pleasure to welcome Yu Jung Oh, Investment Director with the Aberdeen India Equity Fund. Yu Jung, thanks for being here. It's great to see you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So maybe we could start, if you would, with a general overview of the uh, markets, in particular the India equity markets, and how it might relate to the closed-end fund space. Uh, so the start of the year has really been a game of two halves. Um, India underperformed until March, really led by the concerns and risks around the Adani Group companies. But since then, it's been one of the top performing markets in the region, helped by foreign flows looking for growth opportunities, especially outside of China. Uh, domestic economic conditions look good. Uh, we are seeing signs of industrial capex picking up, which should circle back into the economy via wages and consumer spending in a couple of quarters. Um, input cost inflation has also come off peaks and is helping to drive consumption, although we are a little bit mindful of food price inflation that can be really quite meaningful in India. Evaluations, as a result, are probably a little bit stretched given the strong performance seen in the last quarter. So that's something also to bear in mind. Mid-cap companies in particular have seen significant share price gains, and we're seeing quite modest earnings growth expectations. So market enthusiasm may perhaps be overly optimistic on what some of these companies can deliver. However, longer term, we think India remains a very attractive market with structural growth based on favorable demographics, consumer premiumization, and growing Make in India initiatives. And this is all very doable, of course, if you think about 20% of the world's working population being based in India. India is also the factory to the world, so their efforts to remove bureaucracy and encourage manufacturing in India has coincided with a lot of global uh, MNCs looking for China plus one diversification strategies, and India also has a steady stream of graduates, and the skills mix in India is shifting from that low-skilled labour in textiles and apparels to higher-skilled engineering, electronics and pharma-related roles. Um, also worth bearing in mind is that India is going to have elections next year, and many of our holdings and other market experts that we speak to are forecasting for more of the same. So that's good for policy stability as well. Shifting gears just a little bit, could you share just briefly uh, a little detail about how the India Fund is managed? Uh, yep. So the India Fund, IFN, is managed by myself and James Tom. We're both located in Singapore, but we are frequent travelers to India. Um, we apply the same bottom-up stock picking process that Aberdeen is known for. So we're looking for quality companies with good business franchises cash generative operations, and a robust balance sheet. Um, since travel opened up at the end of last year, um, we've been making regular trips out to India to meet with our holdings and catch up with what's been going on, as well as to hunt out new ideas. Um, I'll be going back in November, which should be an exciting time after the Indian festive season, and also closer to the election so that we can get some updates from our corporates again. So where are you finding opportunities that you feel are most relevant to IFN? 
Yeah, so at the moment, we like companies exposed to capital expenditure, as discussed earlier. Um, in this space, we own a large-scale infrastructure company that's been seeing positive growth in their order wins with projects in both the domestic and international market. One of the benefits of a closed-end fund structure is our ability to move down the market cap scale. So still within the same infrastructure sector, we also recently initiated a small cap company, um, which makes cables and wires for construction projects. And this is already one of our top performance contributors within the fund. And if we stick in this small cap space, but move to real estate, and this sector, I think, is a great example of where due diligence can really help identify the quality companies as these real estate companies operate in the prime property areas where pricing and demand have been robust and have prudent balance sheets that have been through various macro cycles. So even the sectors that haven't done so well within the past quarter that was really driven by this growth investment style, we still find companies that offer attractive growth over a longer term time horizon. These companies are giving us exposure to that Indian consumer and their aspirational growth story. A slightly broader question. What do you feel are the benefits of active management? Yeah, I think active management, again, played a very um, important role in a market like India, where quality can be very uh, different um, between the two opposite ends of the scale. So if you look at this fund, IFN, um, we're not looking to replicate the benchmark. We're really trying to add value to our investors through stock picking to find the best quality companies, regardless of sector or benchmark position. Some of our largest active positions are not owning uh, the big benchmark rates, such as Reliance, which is currently around 9% of the benchmark, as well as some of the Adani companies. Um, we don't own any of these two large benchmark companies on governance concerns, as well as the disconnect between the fundamentals and valuations. You know, essentially, we're looking for good business models, good cash flow generators and good dividend payers. I think a common important theme is to find trustworthy management teams that have a track record of execution and sensible capital allocation. So this good management team sets up the necessary operational framework to build long term sustainable businesses uh, that promotes both employee and community welfare as a core part of doing business which is essentially having good ESG principles. So really, I think a poor management team that makes it difficult for us to trust company guidance or makes it difficult for us to model future cash flows is where we would describe no-go areas for us. My final question is centered around the investors listening today. Why do you think they should consider allocating to the uh, India equity space? Yeah, so I really believe that India remains home to some of the best companies in the world. And applying a quality focused investment approach is a good way to pick out the right stocks that will benefit from the longer term structural growth trends uh, that India offers. Thanks, Yuzhan. It's been great speaking with you today. We really appreciate you sharing your insights. Thank you very much. So for those interested in learning more about the Aberdeen India Fund, ticker IFN, you have three options to contact us. Visit us at Aberdeen.com. That's A-B-R-D-N.com. 
Email us at investor.relations at Aberdeen.com or call 1-800-522-5465. Thanks again, Yuzhan. This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered as an offer, investment recommendation or solicitation to deal in any of the investments or products mentioned herein and does not constitute investment research. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Aberdeen. The companies discussed in this podcast have been selected for illustrative purposes only or to demonstrate our investment management style and not as an investment recommendation or indication of their future performance. The value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up and investors may get back less than the amount invested. Past performance is not a guide to future returns, return projections or estimates and provide no guarantee of future results.